You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. G'day guys, welcome to Around the Traps, your weekly NRL fantasy news for source for the week. I'm your host TK and I hope you're enjoying all the team previews and interviews. This week we dropped the Roosters preview and also please catch up on my chats with Sharks coach Craig Fitzgibbon and also Dragons coach Anthony Griffin. Next week we'll finish the team previews with Manly and the Gold Coast and I'm also catching up with Cowboys halfback Chad Townsend. Now the Talking League Cup that's out now, overall league come jump in. Me and all the other boys are in there, all our listeners as well. So all those details will be in the episode notes or just hit us up on the socials. If you want some help with your fantasy team, please feel free to send us a direct message. Talking League Pod on Facebook or Instagram, Talking League One on Twitter. So plenty happening this week in terms of news. Probably the biggest one was in the injury world with Josh Schuster looking to miss the start of the season. Now X-rays revealing the 20-year-old Ford. He suffered synosmosis, so it's a high ankle sprain to put that into context and he could miss up to the first six weeks of the season now the nrl physio did a bit of analysis on this one he reckons nrl players can't consistently come back from high grades in this gnosis require surgery in about six to eight weeks which would put shushta likely at worst case return like worst case return date at round three to five so really he doesn't think there's an, any real threat to his performance more a threat then maybe another player might take his spot. Definitely with NRL Physio in mind, you should check out his injury guide. It's 200 pages of absolute gold. So just head over to his Patreon. It's five bucks a month, but really, if you really want to have a crack at fantasy this year, definitely do encourage you to get on board. Now, options to start the season for Shushter. Probably get two nice cashies that uh, until he's back, we could make some little bit of money on. Carl Lawton, you probably think, starts favorite. Six starts last year on the edge. He averaged 49 from his 68 minutes. He's coming in at a juicy 400k, a break-even of 32, and he's got that hooker jewel, hooker edge jewel, so he's someone serious to consider. Probably option two would be Andrew Davey at 240k. His break-even's 19. He is just coming back from an ACL injury, though. He had two games last year for a big PPM of 1.08. He scored 32 points from a 35-minute cameo from the bench in round one before he actually racked up 10 points in four minutes in round two before doing his knee. He started at Parramatta in a couple of games in 2020. He averaged 52 points from 75 minutes played. He's a very late bloomer. So he's, he's still a bit of a rookie, but he's 30 years old. But someone to definitely keep an eye on there. Now, Melbourne Storm coach Craig Bellamy, he spoke to The Telegraph and put a huge rap on new pair, Xavier Coates and also Josh King. So we're watching both closely in the trials, and it's particularly King. He's looking for an opportunity. Really, with Nelson coming back, I thought that hurt chances a little bit, but there is still a little bit of bench minutes to fill there, especially with Tui not being there. King's coming at 319K with a break-even to 26, and pretty much at the moment, without the trial starting next week, you know, it's a very shallow mid-cheapy. So for more details on King, just check out our Storm preview. Now, around the Traps West Tigers coach, Michael Maguire, he confirmed what we probably ought to expect Jason Hastings to line up at number six 
for round one, but he did expect Adam Dewey to be back around round 10. Now, speaking of Dewey, he had an interview this week as well, and he's another Tigers player that continuously wraps Tyrone Peachy. He said Tyrone Peachy is going to be very valuable to us this with his versatility and his ball playing in the middle, as is something we lacked last year. So he's going to be in for a big, big season and a big bonus for us. So Peach is someone I'm looking at. Between him and Stefano at the moment, keep coming in and out of my team. But Peach, 528K, got that mid-jewel half, mid-half jewel, sorry, and a break-even of 42. Peach had a 48 average in night starts at lock for the Titans last year. He's got some serious X-factor in ball playing, as Dewey did mention. I think he can help the Tigers shake things up in their middle. So I'm looking out for him in the trials. Now, South's coach, Jason Demetrio, he's saying the left center spot is down to Jackson Polo and Tane Milne. He said, quote, Jackson Polo is training the house down. Love that. Antonio Mildi is just coming back, but starting to get into it as well. So they're going to push each other for the role. Polo's an interesting one. He only played on the right wing last year, nine games, average of 26. No real defensive stats to speak of with only four tackles. He does have a good try scoring rate of 0.7. And you consider that Souths may aim the majority of their attacking raids down the left edge with Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell. I think that's very, very high. He had 103 metres gained, a 1.7 tackle bus, which isn't too bad. Now, Dan Gagai averaged 16 tackles as a left centre, 0.4 of a try and half a try assist. Now, I'm not saying that Paulo is in Gagai's class, but someone definitely to track in the trials. He's only at 327k and only has a wing fullback tag at the moment. My mate coached him in flag, says he's a very, very good centre. And the other thing is, if I could pick one position to ever play in the NRL, I'd probably be parked somewhere in the left edge for South. So when you think the class of Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell, and as I did mention before, just pretty much all the strategy going down that way, I think it's a great place, and we could get a nice little chippy from Jackson. Now, apart from the chat, in the chat, sorry, Demetrio also admitted that Blake Taff could play halves at some point, but not at halfback. If, if things don't work out with Ilias, it could see Cody Walker move to halfback, but he's very reluctant to do this. So we'll keep an eye on that. But uh, at this stage, I'm not a huge fan of Taff, especially with him holding a jersey for Latrell for two weeks. Now, a couple of games. Watch them both. Brisbane Broncos versus Wynnum Manly Seagulls. Halftime was the Broncos, 26-0. Full-time, 52-4. Now, they trotted out most of the rookies and just a handful of guys like Tom Flegg, though they won't be around for round one because he's suspended. Wynnum Manly were quite strong last year in the Queensland Cup, but not in the class. You know, this is... You know, we've got to have a look at the class level as well. But it was just nice to see some of the guys in form and what they do in terms of shape and things like that. So my notes from this one, Tom Flegler, he played the first quarter. He was an absolute monster, just offloading at will. Like I did mention, he suspended to start the season. Corey Pakes, I thought, was very, very good. Great defensive workload. He jumped out of dummy half from time to time. He did score the first try. Young half, Israel Mam. Now, this boy. This boy's a gun. Now, he got parked on the right edge. Didn't do a lot of general play kicking. I don't think he did any at all. But he did score a try, and he set up two really nice tries. One with a no-look pass, and one with a nice cutout pass to Jordan Pereira. Now, he did limp off with a lower leg injury in the last quarter. Jordan Pereira. Now, this guy. He could be the cashier of the year. We've got to really track this guy closely. He scored two tries with some nice finishes. Tackle breaks galore, line breaks galore, and just a mountain of carries. So I'm really excited about him. Kobe Heverington. Probably disappointed a little bit. He got th- he's played majority of the first half, was very quiet, got through his tackles, but didn't really stand out as much as I thought he would. Tamari Martin, he started at seven, and really his first game back, I thought he did very, very well. Did the majority of general play kicking. Didn't really do in too many standout moments, but just 
generally just got through, helped them get through the sets and get to a kick. Now, Tyson Gamble was really impressive. He came on before halftime and really lifted the standard. Great energy. He got parked on the left edge, but you could just see him just talking out there. He did try to start a fight as well, which was kind of Tyson all over. Billy Walters. Now, I actually think he might have played himself out of the six by playing so well at dummy half. Granted, it was against tied defense, but he was darting out of dummy half a lot, which will impress his coach and his dad, but set up a great try out of dummy half for Gamble as well. Brought a lot of energy into the game. And he also replaced Mem on that right edge when he went off as well. But he was busy all over. Corey Oates came on, but pretty much did nothing. Came on and is a left center, not a winger. So that's quite interesting. Brennan Piacura, I think that's a guy you've got to keep an eye on. Right edge with all class. Really nice feet and speed. Reminds me of Britton Decora when he first came on the scenes. He's not overly huge, but he's got a little bit of X factor and he can put a bit of a hit on as well. The last one, keep the, keep the name of Dean Mariner in your black books. Really young center. He caught the eye. He scored three tries, but I really liked his speed. Now, he's from Auckland, and the Broncos put him through the Palm Beach Crumbin High School, which has a really big rep for rugby league in that that area as well. So I think he's got good pedigree, so have a look for this guy. All right, moving on. Uh, Maori versus Indigenous game. The end, My fantasy notes from these ones. Look, I'll put a few disclaimers on this one. Like, it's a hard game to take anything out of. The weather was terrible. Players playing out of position. Limited preparation for the games. And also, the unlimited interchange really contributed to a very hard game to get a lot of relevance from. So what I took from this game. Now, I'm always been big on Joseph Tarpany. He was the biggest, he was the best middle by a mile. Now, he scored a try, set up another one for Nikorima. And I also thought he had one try disallowed, which was a little bit unfair. Now, he was a monster, scored 76 fantasy points. And this is from, like, I think he might have played 50 to 50, to somewhere between the 50 and 60-minute mark because they're on and off a lot. So seven tackle breaks, two offloads, 125 metres gained. But the real big issue right now is he's unvaxxed. So he can't play in Queensland or Victoria without either getting the vaccination or getting an exemption. So hopefully he gets that sorted out quickly. The guy that's really on my radar, and I know I'm a Sharky supporter, Britson Nakora. Now, when he first came on the scene, I was a huge fan. And then I think he's lost his way over the last couple of years, particularly in defence. But this is the best Britain I've seen in a long, long time. He looks physically bigger. He had a huge game in fantasy-wise, 66 minutes, sorry, 60 fantasy points, played some big minutes, 94 metres gained, six tackle breaks, three offloads and 37 tackles. The last that, 37 tackles and hardly any misses in there as well. His defensive deficiencies... I think are going to be on the improve, especially under his new coach, Craig Fitzgibbon, who also used to be an edge defender, one of the greats. So Ryan James, Andrew Fafita, for me, they look well past their physical bests. Fafita had a few good runs from here today, and you can tell he's he's really proud of his Indigenous heritage, and he played like that. A lot of passion out there from Andrew. But I think them two as a combination, especially starting, having two busted physical props, never great. And I don't think that helped the middle defense as well. So it's not great, especially for us to judge James too much because I think next to maybe uh, Payne Haas and Pat Carrigan, maybe we might get a little bit more out of him, I think. So definitely check him out in the trial still. I wasn't a huge fan of Josh Curran in the middle. He did have a HIA-affected game. He scored a 26, but didn't have a huge amount of tackles, particularly in the first half when when the Marys had a lot of the ball. But I just think through the middle, doesn't have really have an effective passing game, which hurts halves that take a side each. So I would like to see him back on an edge for the Warriors. Speaking of edges, big bad David Fafita. Wow. Huge season ahead, I reckon, for him. Set up uh, Jesse Ramian's first try, beating six defenders. It was like he's really in the under-12s. But he scored 54 points. He only played 58 minutes, got winded. 
after Jordan Rappinen knocked him flat. Speaking of Jordan Rappinen, he's on report for two pretty clear shoulder charges. For me, he could miss the start of the season because I don't think you can use these suspensions in trial games. So it's going to be very, very interesting. So Xavier Savage could be getting a start, but could also be Trap City if he's ending there for a couple of games as well. For me, Nico class was Nico Hines was all class. Why I say that? Not all just about what he does in terms of tries and tries to try assists. He just didn't play overplay his hand. He really found his outside really, really well. And the biggest thing, especially for a fullback coming into the defensive line, he defended really, really well. Now, just having a look, it was a little bit of a taste of what him and Tricky could look like if paired. The kick meters were even. Tricky owned the first half, but that reversed in the second half. 277 kick meters for Nico and 224 for Trindle. I think we would project that much differently Excuse me, if he was with Moylan. Hines also controlled the left side and Trindle the right side, which I think would change if Moylan, who's a left side player, was in the team. Hines' short kicking game was fantastic. He scored 69 fantasy points, which we're still trying to figure out where it's all from. He did have three offloads and a try assist. Like I said, looked strong in the fence with 23 tackles, only two misses. I think, even as a Sharks fan, I think their attack might take a little while to get going. Wouldn't surprise me in the first half of the season. They struggled to put three or four tries on, really, or up to 20 points. Now, possession was a huge favour for the Maori. It was 62 to 38% at half time before a small swing in the second half. Finished off 54 to 46%. Looking at two hookers, both played good minutes. Clark Moore. So Clark topped his top tackle count at 37, Cotter at 39. But I would need to see more from the trials for any consideration. Cotter's probably going to be playing a different position as well. While Clark, considering how many minutes he did play, I thought he was maybe a tad disappointing. Now, I really like the work of Patrick Herbert. He went in between, he switched between winger and centre quite a bit. He scored a handy 37, but he did look go looking for the footy as well. But he was just bouncing off defenders. I want to track him in the trials as well. I don't think he's going to get the goal kicking. I think Toby Sexton will, but he can also kick. He's quite a good kicker as well. So. If Sexton doesn't get it, you'd have to think Herbert's the next in line. Hammer so, Hammer. He spent a little bit of time at fullback, but he looked a little bit out of sorts. He was caught out a few times defensively, but another guy I'd rather judge when he trots out for the Cowboys with his own spine. And the last one, I think please do yourself a favour and take Brent Naden out of your fantasy team. He scored an 11. He was at negative three at half time. Really, he has zero work rate, and... His defensive efforts and technique at times are awful. He just goes in for a big hit, misses, and then that goes on as a demerit. So I think you can do much better than Brent Nathan this year for sure. All right, guys, well, I hope you enjoyed Around the Traps. Like I said, we've got Manly and Gold Coast this week, and then I should hopefully at the end of the week have you a chat with Chad Townsend as well. So jump in the Talking League Cup overall league. And that's all in the show notes now. Also, if you can leave us reviews on both Apple and Spotify, that would be extremely grateful. All right, guys, enjoy the weekend. Hope you're watching the UFC today. Go Rob Whitaker.